0: the Center for Minorities in the Mathematical Sciences presents Mathematically Uncensored.
1: Where our talk is real and complex, but never discreet. To Mathematically Uncensored, where our talk is real and complex. But never discreet. Yo, how are you? Really good. How are you?
0: you Oh, I am finally home (laughs) after six weeks of traveling shenanigans. Yes. So you know, I was doing, I was the research director for MSRI UP, so the undergraduate program that runs out of the Mathematical Sciences Research Institute. And so that ended on Friday and yeah. I flew home from, oh, and I was doing that program in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So I okay. was there for okay. the summer. So, that, you know, spent some time with the family when I was thinking that this whole like coronavirus thing was kind of on the downswing. Yes. Yes. You know, what's up now? But yeah, part two. It's, part, two part two. Part yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't know and there was so, going to be a sequel. Yikes. Yeah, yikes. <laughs> and so I flew home last night. I arrived very late and here we are.
1: Yeah. And you know, I and you can go ahead and and try and say that, yeah, I did the six-week program, but I just want to say thank you for the work you've done there. That the work you have done Aww. there impacts generations of people. And, and I could really can't think of a better role model for them in terms of a mathematician. So I just want to say thank you for that work. And what's gonna be great is that I'm sure they thanked you as well. But, you know, the, the that thank you is not going to be representative of just, like, the years and years and years of impact. So thank you for serving the discipline. Treasure <laughs> to the discipline. Treasure to the discipline.
0: That. Listen, I said your quote <laughs> over and over and over to them. I think it hit me so hard from, the, from that episode, just having this conversation about, like, what do we mean to this math community? Yes. And then also just the sheer power that we have as a collective when we come together with the understanding that sometimes outside of our community, the larger yes. community might not be so kind and might not see us as a treasure. Yes. And so how we continue to uphold and uplift each other, I think was something that I've had inclinations that we can do. I mean, we did a really wonderful job with our Matt swagger participants last summer. Yeah. So I already, I came in to, to MSRI up having already done another four-week uh, summer program last summer as well. Yes. And so I was like really excited to, to just kind of bring all those lessons learned yeah. and then like really set the right framework for what we were there to do. And yes. for me, what we were there to do was to like celebrate the fact that we've we've all survived somewhat of this pandemic and that we yes. get to have joyous math experiences mm. when we value people over mathematics. Yes. And so I've been saying this over and over and over again. Like we got to. Uh, yeah, we almost need to say that For mathematics. Again. Yes. Yeah.
1: That we have incredible mathematical experiences when we actually don't put math first. First. Yeah. Yes. No. Isn't that crazy? Right. And so. Yes. And so. But it's there. It's embedded. We have. Greater mathematical experiences. So so let's just look at mathematical experiences. So there are two words there. There's mathematical, which is the math. And then there's the experiences, which is about Mm -hmm. the people in Mm -hmm. the subject, right? That's right. And so we're saying that even though we say mathematical experiences in that order, we're trying to put people first. And then that somehow turns out to be better. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: So it was... It was amazing. I mean, 18 students, they they all did the things. Apparently, this became my quote because every time we would do like our check-in, I was like, go do all the math, you that's know. Right. And that's right. Like you're empowered to do all the math. And and man, did they deliver? Excellent. They delivered. Yes. They did phenomenal mathematicians, you know, phenomenal mathematics. Like they yes. they just brought it. And it was so wonderful joining their Zoom calls as they're doing research, and then they're just like smiling, or they randomly have like skittles as their backgrounds because yes. there yes. was some, you know a group working with different colors, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, and but it's just like there 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 were everything I needed in a summer where you know I, I was I was threading water personally. And so yes. it was so empowering to just like share time and space with them. And and I just can't wait to see them in person soon.
1: Amazing. Amazing. And congrats to you for setting up a space in which that, all of that was possible. So...
0: Thank you. Thank Amazing. you. You're
1: very welcome, of course. No, of course. that's,
0: you know, just quick shout out to, to Dr. Rebecca Garcia for always just, Absolutely. you know, trusting trusting me when I have wild ideas of, of things for us to do, but then also the support of, of Dwight Williams, Cassandra Monroe, and Carlos Martinez, who were the postdoc and the TAs for the program. They, they really just, ugh, Rebecca is magic in so yes. many ways, but let me tell you, when she finds people to work together yeah he is unlike anybody else in this world he just knows how to put a team together
1: that's that is great and yeah and I know that I've heard incredible things about her and I hope she doesn't keep that as a secret that she needs to tell the world how to do that because we all need to we all need that wisdom for sure so shout out to her and MSRI so thank
0: you, thank you. Tell yeah. me about your stuff. How was it going?
1: Yeah, just a bunch of summer programs. Yeah. So like I'm in like three, four, five different programs where they all fit a similar mold, right? We have marginalized students in mm-hmm. the high school, early college space, mathematics slash computer science or STEM, and creating spaces for them yeah. to just do math. Or do um, computer science, and so yeah, and so I'm do so I could list off the letters and names, but yeah, I'm just doing that, and it's all day long every day, and it's one of these things where, again, you know, when I was younger, and this always stuck with me, my uncle, you know, came in and he was in construction, and he came in and you know we only had like one dinner table, and so and it was really small, and so like my grandmother and aunt would like rotate out the men in the house Mm. (laughs) about who's going to eat when. And so Mm -hmm. I was finishing and I was getting up and walking out and he was just like, son, let me tell you that keep your head in those books because you just don't want to be doing what I'm doing, you know, 10 hours a day in this construction. Mm. And so that stuck with me because, you know, when I get, when I supposedly get tired, right. I think Mm -hmm. of him because that's, that's tired, tired. That's real. You know what I mean? Where you're working to the physical bone. Right. And I don't have to tell you about this, where you come from. Right. And so it's one of these things where I say this to say that, you know, yes, I'm working the long hours, but all of it is so fulfilling. I mean, you coming Mm. from a place where I could barely even talk to you because you were just, you know, so immersed in that space. So, yes, the hours Mm. are being spent. But I'm also, at the same time, I'm spending those hours, I'm re-energized, right? As I mm-hmm. go from thing to thing, it's just like, I'm tired, but, you know, it just re-energizes me to move on to the next thing. So, yeah, shout out to all the young people who are just trying to do their best. I mean, particularly over Zoom.
0: Oh my god! I mean, yes. yeah,
1: I mean, I'm in some of these programs and we've got people who are just trying to, you know, barely have internet and are trying to just get a listen to some of the things that we're trying to say and the wisdom we're trying to impart. And so everyone's doing their best and it's just love all around. So I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just so thankful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And something that you said really resonates with me that, and I feel like for many, many years that has happened to me where people ask me like, how are you doing so much? Like, I don't understand. Why do you work so hard? And I think part of that you mentioned is being so fulfilled by the work that we do. Yes. But also I'm just going to be real. There's very few spaces where we get thanks as people yes. of color in mathematical spaces. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean maybe maybe when they accidentally give me their empty coffee mug and they think I'm about to take it to the kitchen, they say mm. thanks. But like
2: right. you know,
0: in other settings it's 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 not it's not a common feeling. And so, and I'm not expecting it, right. I'm yes. not expecting people to thank me left and right for what I do, but there's a difference between being thanked and feeling like you belong to a community yes. where you're an integral part of it. And for that, we all have this collective thanks yes. to each other. Yes. And and that's something that I I hadn't really been thinking about. And I wonder if a lot of the work that I'm doing I have been purposely, Mm. maybe not, you know, not as like a front of my mind, I will avoid these environments because I don't get that. But I've just been seeking those that do provide that. And then you're right. And then I feel super productive. But the part of the productivity is because I also understand that the things that I'm doing might potentially benefit other people. Yes. And make this climb to get this PhD in mathematics less steep.
1: Yes, that's right. Well, we're, from what I've heard, what I think I heard, what you say is tattoo appreciation. Yeah. <laughs> that you're going to be appreciated in some of these
2: spaces. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, how do we move then so that our students end up feeling like that?
2: Yes. Because, yes.
0: because I wanted to tell you this quick story about something that happened, and it got me thinking that we might have not had this discussion before on the podcast, even though you and I talk about a lot of things, but sometimes- yeah that those gold nuggets stay with us. And so this might be an opportunity to share some, sure. of, some of the wonderful advice I know you'll have about this. So here's something that happened to me recently. I had a student reach out to me. So a, a former student reach out to me and there was an opportunity that came their way.
2: Okay.
0: And, you know, they share the opportunity. They're excited. And then they say, you know, do I ask for an honorarium? Mm. And then I kind of got all up in my feelings a little because I was you? like, okay. wait, what? Cause yep. like, it surprised me, like it surprised me. Cause I thought this was like a kind of a thing of honor, you know, and, and they're very early on in their career. Yeah. And then I started, I started seeing myself having information that this student doesn't have in a multitude of angles. And yes. one of them is what happens when we self-advocate our worth. Yes. And that there are times where you might say, oh, I I would like to inquire whether this provides any honorarium. And for some people, that's a very easy sentence to say. Yeah. You just say it and then they'll tell you yes or no. And then you make a decision based on that. Other times, somebody like me, I will not understand if this is like, a paid opportunity. I don't know how long this is going to take me. I mean, for every one thing I do that I say yes to, there's hours upon hours upon hours of preparation for it. Yes, yes. And so, so I'm toggling all of this as I'm like processing the question, and then I realize on the podcast we've talked about making sure that people of color get paid for work that they do. Absolutely, absolutely. Constantly, and I'm a huge proponent of this. And yes. but then I'm like, wait, but no, but that one maybe is one of these things. That yes. you don't get paid for. Right. And so let me give you context because I need your advice and I think we need to figure out what okay. we say to listeners.
2: Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: So here's the context I invite you to present a speaker at a session. Yes. Like an introduction. Okay. So you're not giving the talk. Yes. And let's say you're a graduate student.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do
0: you yeah. get paid? Do you ask to be paid?
1: Yes, 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 yes. So this this is great. So this is good because I think we are very much on the record, right? And we we screamed about it. I know I screamed about it about you know people of color being paid for the work that they do, right? And I, yeah, and so to I guess to give that more clarity, it's more about that we have that we have the right to ask to be paid for every single nano fucking second. Right. We have the right to ask for it. Right. And so, you know, I think that some of the examples we were using before when we just said pay us for our time, when we were talking Mm -hmm. about, obviously, the alliance, please pay Mm -hmm. me for my time Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. other organizations that ask us to do life changing things for young people. Right now. So so there's a bit. So you certainly have the right to ask for any amount of time that somebody is asking you to contribute right mm-hmm. now we are again come back in a lot of ways back to this game right because mm. then you can go ahead a, a graduate student can go ahead if the graduate student says pay me for that 45 minutes i'm not going to hate but i'm going to say there might be some consequences in this game mm. if you do that right and that's okay but yeah and so and that may not be right that may be bad that's unfortunate Right. And so, again, as we've been saying, you know, in so many of these episodes, there's this balance between making sure you do what you know is right for you and also tied to this big goal of Ph.D. at the end of it. And that's tied to networking and connections. So I would say as if you know, if you feel compelled to ask for it, do that. But then you have to ask yourself. But by the way, I still do that today. Quote on the other side, like people will still write me and say, can you do this? And this just happened a few weeks ago, well a couple of months ago, where it's like someone said, Can you do this? And I was like, Oh, this is great. I would love to do this, but I'm like, wait, this is gonna take a lot of time.
2: Mm-hmm. I wanna
1: I need to ask if there's an honorarium here. And I, but if they do, and then when I when I thought that I was like, well, wait, what will they think? Right, if uh-huh, I ask uh-huh. that because I don't also don't wanna come off as the you know, businessman talk giver, right? It's just like I'm not right. trying to make money off of this. But it's tied to also my time is worth something these days, right? That I that yes. I have a orientation that you know I'm just not going to be going out here doing a lot of stuff, you know, that's extensively pulling me without being paid for it. And I have the right to do that, to ask, mm-hmm. right? And so, mm-hmm. so yes, this person can ask, but it's going to have consequences. So for me, I would say it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, right. Like if I was a graduate student, I wouldn't be like, can I get fifty bucks to do this introduction? It's just like, because yeah. the messaging is just like, whoa, like, how does that come off? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and I think that's what I was struggling with, because I thought, you know, that this person is exceptional. This person, I can see them go the distance. Right. Yeah, like yeah. leader in the field, like very well known. Yeah. Accolades galore. Like I yes. can see yes. 10 years from now what this is going to look like for this particular person if they yeah. stay if they stay the path. And then what I did imagine was who is on the receiving end of that email. Correct. And the power that sometimes some people hold and not then inviting you to other things.
2: Yes. Yes. And
0: how something, yeah, something like asking can, could potentially be enough yes. to just be yes. like, there's plenty of other people, I'll invite somebody else.
1: Yes. Correct. Correct. Um, yeah. yeah no, and
0: so yeah. that's that's part of the advice that I think. You know, we need to think about so when when something like this happens, you know, and and I think I need to go back to the drawing board and like reach out to the student themselves and just say, you need to talk to three other people about this. Mm. And and then you need to you need to troubleshoot. You need to, you know, because because there's a lot in this. Right. There is there's a lot in in this. And I don't mean in this particular situation, I think, in just providing advice. Yes. Providing sound advice, especially when we ourselves are marginalized, we carry our own set of experiences and the yeah. advice that we've gotten, the advice we've implemented and how that has turned out. Yeah. And it's not the same for all of us across the board. Right. And so if we're not going out and getting at least two, three, four people, mm. giving them the exact same function that you're yes. trying to maximize – all of the variables, all of the coefficients to your little polynomial, then how are we even going to imagine that we're going to get some solid advice?
1: No, and that's right. No, then this is, this is crucial. I mean, and I did not realize, you know, retroactively looking back that I did have multiple people Mm -hmm. giving me advice when I was at power. I did not. And so at the time, you know, I had Cora Sadowski saying, go to this summer program. James Donaldson saying, OK, we need you to spend a week with me so we can get ready for the GRE. Here's how you do it. And then, you know, Dr. Richard Borgen saying, you know, look, here's what you're going to need to do. if you're, You are need to take a graduate course before you go off. Right. I just got all of these different things. Mm-hmm. And look, these people sometimes disagreed. And that yeah. was the best, best part. Yes. When yeah. they disagreed, because when you hear multiple things. And so now. I guess what we're trying to do here is change this narrative of the mythical one mentor mm, can save yes. your life, yes. right? That that somehow I just need to find that one person. And look, the core kind of, you know, in reading the, the work on the core, minoritymath.org core, where, you know, where we're interviewing these graduate students about, you know, all sorts of things and how they're getting through PhD programs, graduate students of color then, you know, we're hearing that that they are also not experiencing just one mentor, that they are on the road, they talk to one person, they say something, go this way. And they talk to somebody else and they say, no, no, no go this way. And it right, so that there is no one person savior in this narrative. You've got right. to be able, and by the way, everybody does this, right? The yes. successful people hear from multiple voices and say, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Right. And then you somehow put that together. And by the way, this is, you know, this is also the same thing about how we invest. We don't invest in Mm -hmm. one thing. You invest Mm -hmm. amongst and diversify your portfolio. And in a lot of ways, we're saying the same thing about mentorship.
0: Yeah, but it, it takes time to do that.
1: Because oh, right? you have to build
0: relationships. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. now we're back to people over math. <laughs>
1: That's but right. But do you
0: have to, so, okay, so this is great because it reminds me of a, another related story, Um, having a conversation with some students not, not terribly long ago about building relationships because you know that they could potentially help you advance in your career.
2: Yes. And yes. so
0: something about the conversation struck me as interesting in that, There might be it might have been interpreted as, oh, I just who cares if I really like these people or not like they hold power over me. And so I'm just going to whether genuinely or not, just like befriend them, try to be what they want me to be so that they can write me a letter of recommendation or that they can like share information with me. And, you know, and I'll just do that. And then, you know, I mean, it feels real dirty and nasty, and like I'm just kind of out here putting myself out there so that they yeah. notice me. Yes. Maybe it's not really authentically me, mm. but like, damn it, I need this letter of rec.
1: Yes. Yes. What do you
0: say to a student that says that to you?
1: That's. Oh wait, I'm sorry. They say what to me exactly? Let me just. Be, that. Like, how do I.
0: How do I do that when I feel like I'm not being genuine?
1: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think there. There are ways. There are ways to. To. Get what you want. I think that there's language we can craft and it's tied to authenticity that you just, and look, you're talking to the wrong person because there's no doubt I went through all of Howard, lots of graduate school, you know, as a black man in mathematics, making sure that I tried to outwardly show that I had my shit together. Let's just be clear Mm -hmm. about that. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, that may be a whole different thing, but so, but so I say that only to say that I understand inauthentic stances that some people have to take in order to, you know, make sure that you do get a letter of rec. Right. And so, you know, given that, I mean, I think you can also say, you know, you know, to somebody, here's what you want. Here's what I need. Can you provide this? I would really like this. I've been working hard, whatever you got to say. And it doesn't have to be straight out, you know, lying and deceptive and like trying to get over on somebody. Yeah. Yeah. That, was yeah a, that there, was a, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was just gonna say that's, a, that was an interesting take because I, I think I go along my own mathematical journey, kind of just being like, I mean, I've worked really hard at it. It's been very painful to just be me and say the things I think yes, basically at yes. every step of the game. And it also becomes a, a cause of, of fear and concern Yes. because what I then began to interpret is like, wait, do people think that this is not who I am? Mm. Like, do they think this is just for the podcast? Yes, like, do yes, they, yes. they out here being like, she can't be like that. And then I'm like, oh. but, then, but that's really me. Like, that yes. is me. Yes. I'm loud and angry and like passionate about yes. things, right? And I care deeply. And every time we cry, I'm really crying. Yes, of course. And it takes me <laughs> days to like yeah. get over it, you know? And so it's 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 it, it's a good reminder for me that I as I also work with students, we don't all have to be the same. And that's okay. Yes. And then whatever works for me might not work for you. But again, we come back full circle to the fact that you might need other people.
1: Right. That's right. To
0: talk to. That's right.
1: And, and, and the two things that I think come out of this at least, and one is that we're telling the mentee, yo, get multiple voices. What does that mean? That means that when that mentor says exactly what you wanted to hear, that you still should ask somebody else. Please do. Yeah. I, I think in particular. Yes. That's right. That's right. And so and so we we it's clear when the mentor says something that we're like, "Oh, I don't know, if that sounds right. Let me go ask somebody else." But when they say stuff and you're both drinking from the Kool-Aid, ask somebody else anyway. And you know why? Because, you know, because when somebody comes to fix your dryer and they say $3,000, you sure enough will ask for another fucking opinion, won't you? <laughs> but when, when, when somehow someone, a mentor says something about direction of your life, you won't get oh, an yeah. opinion for that? Yeah. Right, which one's more valuable? So mm. when somebody says wh- where your life should go, get a second opinion, get a third opinion, get a fourth opinion. We're talking about the direction of your life. Particularly when we're talking about graduate school,
2: Yeah. we're talking
1: about the next five or six years. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, and you're only going to listen to one person. And on the other side, my mentors, right? When you are giving your sage advice from all the years of your perfect mm-hmm. life to get you to your mm-hmm. pristine PhD and you give it out, might you for just a second, well, wait, I, I'm limited here. I don't yes. know everything. You yes. should go talk to somebody else. Yes. Right? I, I, so what I just gave you, my my advice Is mine and mine only in the frame of reference that I'm in, which is not an absolute frame of reference, right? And so it's relative to my experiences. So that's my opinion. Go talk to somebody else. Go talk to three other people, right? And so people on both sides need to understand that, yes, let's go get multiple perspectives here about your life.
0: Yeah. And no, I love this so much. I love this so, so much because it also reminds me that there's something that I've seen you do. And and I've followed suit, which is you're not even passive in that, right? You're not passive in, I understand that what I have lived give me a sense of advice that I can impose, not impose, you know, give out to other people. Yes, yeah. But then you also recognize that, again, that's not going to be all the possible advice nor the best advice. Yes. And, yes, you do tell students that they need other people that they should connect with. But there's very often the case that you follow that up with additional action and you say, this thing that you're mentioning, I know person X, Y, and Z that have done something similar. Let me connect you via email. Correct. And so there's there's that that's where we need to go. Right. And, and, and I've done some talks with, with Abby Herceg on mentoring. And that was one of the things that we talked about. It's like, you don't have to just be the mentor. You don't have to have a group of mentors who look down on a student that they're mentoring. This is literally like a web of mentorship, right? It's a net. And we're just trying to make sure that no one falls through any of the cracks. Yes. But it requires us to start changing the way that we think about mentorship, and then also, can we talk about mentors that get offended when you don't take their advice?
1: Oh yeah! Oh right. I've
0: been there, done that.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. and, and, and you know like, Yes, yeah. So this is this is good because when I look back as a mentor, you know, hardcore. There's a, I I feel a sense of ownership. Let's just be clear about this.
2: Mm.
1: That I feel like mm. I there I have I have two or three people in my mind who I mentored yeah. who got to yeah. the success and they're mine. They're mine. Yeah. I, 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 yes. They're mine. Dropping. I did that. Yes. Right. And so and so yeah. There's some there's ego here. I feel mm. as my ego shows up when I in, in part. I mean it's not. I don't think it's all consuming. But I, so because there's this balance between I know I played a large role. They said I played a large role. I know the hours I spent. Mm-hmm, I know this. Mm-hmm, I know that. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. then there's some, there's some notion that if these people had been like, you know, decided to say, oh, let me think my web of mentors. I would be like, wait, hold up. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I, I'm trying to find this balance. Look, I'm just being real. I'm not proud no, of this. No, I, right? I, yeah, yeah. I'm so, it's just so like this glad this you're bringing this up. Of like, no, I put in the time and I love these people. Right. It's, so it's, it would also be like if my wife would be like, go up there and thank somebody. And like, let me out. I'd be like, hold up, player. Like, you know, 15 mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. four million dollars. Like, OK, so, Yeah, Yeah. yeah. That's, that's <laughs> right.
2: like, Three so, championships. That's right.
1: <laughs> so. So, yeah. So. So. I can understand how some mentors want to be like, yo. I, I put it, a lot, invested a lot here and to take some sense of ownership, good or bad. Mm. I'm struggling with that balance. Right. And so maybe I just need to get over myself. You know what I mean? And then when I really go and look deeper, that these people actually talk to some other people that I just didn't know about. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so why is it that mm-hmm. I'm somehow putting myself as a major author in the paper of their life?
0: I can tell you what it is. It's yeah. the exact same thing that we have to let go of when we teach. Mm. That this is not about yes. you.
1: Absolutely right. This Thank you. I needed to hear you. that. That's right. This is
0: not about you. And, and right. uh, for me, I think this is why it's very, very difficult for me to see the distinction between teaching and mentoring. Yes. Because to me, they're the exact same thing, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I I think I try to teach in the same way that I try to mentor. And it's taken me a long time to really just not consider the two things as distinct. Because as a teacher, I do a lot of the same similar things that I did, like say, for example, with the research program this summer, we do a check-in, right? Like just let me, you know, and I usually just start because the conversation, you know, might be, you know, not picking up at the beginning, but I'm just like, let me tell you this thing about like the math genealogy, I like told my Calc 3 students about math genealogy. And then, you know, another day I'm like, oh my gosh, let me tell you how this publication stuff works in mathematics. Or like how you find a math problem or here's some math conferences. And so for me, those are kind of aspects, maybe not necessarily of a traditional, like classical teaching, when you just show up and talk about the math content. But I've been working so hard on like intermingling all of these aspects of like the cultures and the norms and how you progress in the profession within spaces that are set up to cover some mathematical content. Yes. But but I, I feel you. And I think I've had similar, you know, in spite of all of that, having said all of that, I am not perfect. I still have the, this exact same thing that you're talking about. Mm. And, you know, and, and like I can see the student in my head. I can see him in my head. And I can think about just, and I think the right word here is just how proud I am. Yes. I feel like an immense source of pride for what they've been able to accomplish. Yes. And and I don't know that I feel like I they owe me anything, right? They don't yes. owe me anything. But I do feel, I think I just feel sad that I'm getting older and that they go out into the world and that they no longer need
1: me. Oh, wow. Pop.
0: And it's not that's that they amazing. don't need yes. me. Like, it's not, you yes. know, I don't want them to be like, oh, Prof Harris, you yes. know, I'm taking, I'm trying to decide whether I take this class or that class kind yes. of need. It's yes, 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 just yes. like the, the truth is that I build like authentic, genuine, yes. genuine yes. loving relationships with people. Yes. yes. That yes, they yes, become yes. my family. Yeah. And so, yeah. and, and, and I, and then I need to remember that that's, That's okay for me to feel. Yes. It is not okay for me to try to impose those feelings on anybody else in, like, in reciprocity, right? Yes, 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 yes. My students do not need to love me and adore me. Right. They don't owe that shit to me. Correct. Right? Like, they they might owe me homework at the end of the week, and then we're good. But, like, I honestly, like, the more, the older I get, I realize that, like, everything that I do— when I do it from a place of just like deep, deep love for people, yes. I am being my authentic self.
2: Yes, you know yes, what I mean. Yes, and yes.
0: so when, yes. like, at the end of of on Friday, when when MSRI up ended, and I'm in tears, you know, and actually I had to do the wrap up for myself that Thursday because I didn't want all the audience that come to see their talks.
1: Of course. I didn't want to
0: derail shit with my crying. Right. So I was like the Thursday check-in. I literally like, I looked at every single one of their little zoom squares and I told them I love them. I was like, you are my family. And, and I said, and I was like, and I will be here for you as long as you want me. Yes. But that part is, was what has taken me a long time to grow because I would say things like I'm here forever. Yes. And then that somehow like it's weird and it's like, wait, no, lady, like you just taught yeah. me this summer program. Like, get the that's hell out correct. of here. I got other things to do. And yeah. that's great. But at the same time, it's like, if something happens, you know, and, and I've said things like, if something happens and you're stranded in Kentucky in the middle of a yeah. night and and you need to call somebody because you need a credit card to buy a bus town ticket, yeah, you call me. Yeah. I've said that. And I've had students call me up at weird hours of the night and I help them out if it needs to. Yeah. Right. And so so I get you, Ares. I get you so much. But there's something here that's like the ego portion of it that we want to replace rather than like, look, I helped do that with like. They did that because, again, this isn't about us. Right. right? Like this is not about us. They did that. And then I need to get over my damn self because just like my child, my own daughter is going to yes. grow up and go yes. out into the world. And yes. the true measure of a successful parent, the Say true it. measure of a successful Say educator, yes. the yes. true measure of a successful mentor is that you are no longer needed.
1: absolutely correct. Absolutely. correct. And that There's words out of my mouth.
0: And that it's fucking hilarious. hurts. It hurts. Because we want to be part of that journey. Like, (laughs) you know, we want to see, we want to see them blossom and bloom and seeing them be like just full adults loving their life. Yes. And so I guess, you know, I'm, I'm crying, Mm. crying because I'm also thinking, you know, this, this summer as I was in Milwaukee, I got to catch up with a student who I taught when she was a first year student at Marquette University. Yeah. So Jasmine Gladney, and I got to have lunch with her. And we're grownups. Yes. You no, know, we're like full blown <laughs> yes. out adults. Yes. I got A wrinkles triumph. and grace, and, and it was so beautiful to get to share with her, her lunchtime hour. And, you know, it was her birthday. Yes. I treated her to lunch and just to see her shine. Yes. And And I, you know, and I hadn't talked to her in maybe seven years. Right.
2: Right. And I
0: think those are the moments that we don't talk about. When we're educators, that's right. That are just like the thing that keeps us fighting. Yes. Because we got some fights coming our way.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That is just beautiful. Yeah. And yeah, we have to single out those moments more often so more people understand that that's what it's about. That's what it's about. Yeah. 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 Amazing.
0: Ooh. But (laughs) what's going on at the AMS?
1: But, well, you know, got
2: to do a 180.
1: Last, yeah, no, I know the last couple, the last um, episode, we did a retrospective. And during that time, I said that the future of the discipline is on the line. Right. And so, you know, yeah. out in California, California is so They're they're wild out there. (laughs) They will just, you know, let's be clear. California was one of the first places to say you can't smoke in this bar anymore. California is the first place to say we're not going to have gas vehicles by 2030. Like, they just go first for these type of different things. And so now Uh they're saying, you know, for the math curriculum, we got to start to humanize the mathematics curriculum. And guess who's just starts coming out of the woodworks?
2: Oh, we already
1: know. That's right. All these people who want to say that, no, 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 no. What are you talking about? Math is just fine the way it is. And we should not be politicizing mathematics at all. And I am so exhausted from, you know, talking about people suffering as politicizing, politicizing. And so, I mean, it's one of these things where, again, we're back to narrative. So let's give the context. So yes. uh, there's a letter that was written that a lot of people signed, uh, an open letter to say that, look, math is neutral and we should not be bringing these issues of equity in. It's going to be the ruin of our civilization if we do this, <laughs> right? I mean, so, no, right. no, and, and, and it should be laughable. These people are serious, <laughs> Right. It's something that we would be like, are you, are you being serious? And they are being serious. And it's like, you know, when you look at the people who signed this, you know, this open letter again, I, I struggle because again, this is the same struggle I have in Georgia and United States of America. When I go anywhere that I'm looking at some people and I'm going to try and keep it together. I look at some people and we are just not living in the same universe. We're just right. not living in the same world. Right. And it's like um, when I so when I read this open letter, and we'll put it in the show notes. And it's just, the you know, it's just about, you know, why are we doing it this way? You know, this is going to ruin things. This is going to be bad. Math is this and this and this. And then my first reaction is when I hear people tell me what math is, is who the fuck are you? Who are you? Oh, Who are you? And then when, and then oh. when you look at when you look at the people who sign it right they have and, and then they list yes. their credentials right and yes. they say I am such and such of this and this and this and this and this and this and this right and I, and I think for them of course when they put down their quote credentials, they're giving reasons as to why they're justified to say this but but yeah. when I see it, I see how they have been privileged in all of the spaces. Right. Uh, you know, and have they have been uplifted in ways that people with my skin color have not been. Right. 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 And so, oh, let me step back because I hear them already. And I said, but wait, I worked hard for what I got. And that is correct. Mm. You did work hard for it. Mm. What I am suggesting is this that the way we do math today and the way that is quote acceptable is tied to the way it was done in 1960 in 1950 and 1930. Mm. And do you know what was happening during Mm -hmm. those times? We were nowhere to be found except for a few exceptions. And so that the way it is done, the way it was done back then is still impacting the way it's done today. And you know what? Back then and today are different. Yes. They are not the same. And so and so, by the way, we understand this in so many other disciplines that why is it that in technology in engineering that we are not still building bridges today? We were the way we were in 1930. We're right. not doing it. Why are we right. still doing math today? The same way we would do it in the 1930s, the 1960s, the 1970s. Why aren't we doing something different? Oh, I know why. Because they're saying, well, no, not, this is working just fine. Well, of course, just right. fine for whom? That's for right. Whom? That's right. And so what we have tried to do in the show time and again, and this is why it's just narrative breaking, that when yeah. you call mathematics neutral, somebody is in pain. Let, yeah. let me just cut and yeah. I and let, let me, and let me just fill in the blanks to that. Cause that sounds, that sounds extremist. Let me just give you some points in between going from neutral to going to pain. That when you say it's neutral, that means that you get to come in, you get to talk about the subject and for you, because it's neutral, it has nothing to do with relationships. It has nothing to do with any of these things. So then you talk and what happens? You start giving examples. And mm-hmm. right, whose examples are those? Those are yours. But wait, math is still neutral. And now you got some people of color in your space and you're giving your examples and you're talking about the world the way you want to talk about it. And mm-hmm. guess who's going to resonate mm-hmm. with you? Mm-hmm. People who look like you. like you. And now people in the back of color and other marginalized groups don't yep. understand any of your perspectives. But wait, wait, math is neutral. And so now for uh, every- for 90 minutes, Tuesdays and Thursdays, they have to hear you talk about this neutral subject from your perspective, and they don't right. feel a part of this experience at all. But wait, 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 but, but math is neutral, right? And so now they learn Calc 1 at the C plus B minus level because you're boring and you're not saying anything that resonates with them because that matters, right? And so now they get a C, they get a B in, in Calc 1, and now they move on, and they don't even like the subject, and now we want them to be engineers or mathematicians. Right. Mm-hmm. But again, mm-hmm. math is neutral. Mm-hmm. So then what happens so that when we look at the continual cycle of two percent, three percent of people yeah. of color and marginalized, you think that's just happening because math is neutral. And what is the other what is the other implication that when it's neutral, when you think it's neutral and we don't succeed in it, when you think it's neutral, oh, you already we know what it is. Yes, that's exactly right. When you think it's neutral and we don't succeed in it as marginalized people, then the fault is with us. You yep. think that something's wrong with us, yep. right? Yep. And so, and so, yeah, I and, and then the other thing that comes to mind is the whole notion of smartness and brilliance in this subject, we have got, we have just got to interrogate that y'all just have more resources, player.
2: Yeah. That when, when
1: we have person A and person B and person A somehow knows how to do you know, combinations and permutations by the seventh grade and person, person A does that. And then person B does not. And all of a sudden they come in front of me and I'm covering it and I'm in the 10th grade and I'm teaching Mm 10th grade. And then I'm like, Oh, person A is just smarter. No, they're person, brilliant and,
0: just, and gifted. Yeah, and brilliant, oh yes. And, and we should uplift gifted. them into the next classes. That's
1: right, and gifted. Is and that's the other thing that's going mm-hmm. on in California where now people are just like, California is also saying, we are just saying, let's just put everybody in the same class. Let's forget about this tracking and pushing in advance and honors. Let's just put everybody in the same class. And now associate the uh, California Association of the Gifted it's like I can't make up the name. I can't even make it up. I know. They're just know. like we. Are, we don't want this because our gifted kids are going to suffer, and, and 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 it's one of these things where do you even know what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. Have we even thought about what gifted, brilliant, smart is in our discipline, right? And so not even t- what it yes. is, but who gets yeah.
0: to decide what it is?
1: Absolutely absolutely. And so this plays out when we go out and we hear these talks and, oh, how that was amazing. And, oh, mm-hmm. this subject area is more important than this one. That's right. And yeah, this is what gets uplifted. Yeah. So, so the theme is who the fuck are you? Yes! Yeah. Who are you? Right. And so for you, for people to be like, math is supposed to be like this about a subject that has been around For you know, long as long as humans have been around, it's just so presumptuous. And by the way, we ain't talking about nothing but white supremacy, let me just be clear. And so, I'm just so tired of, I'm just so tired of like people not wanting to call this out, right? So, let's just call it out for for what it is, right? So, yeah, I mean, so, I I, need you. Well, no, and I take these deep breaths because. Those are deep breaths to try and continue to find I know. hope. Hope, yes, that yes. we can somehow mm. because the, because the, the, the issue remains again. I'm looking over there, right? And again, no judgment. I don't hate you. We're just living in different worlds. Your neutral is pain. Wow. Your what you think is neutral when you what you call mm. politics is disastrous consequences for me right yeah. and so and so what else am I going to say but we need to have a conversation but these people Ugh. and maybe I do too we we mm. each sound like we don't want to talk right mm. I mean they've already decided what math is and I'm like whoa, yeah. whoa 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 can we do something different and they're just like no right, right. we can so because yeah I'm making it political right, right? yeah yeah I mean, it's probably it for me for to to ask the University of Cincinnati to talk about, they're teaching Bayes' rule right across the street. You know, there's a report that comes out that there's extreme racial profiling and you don't want to talk about that in your classrooms because that's too political. So racial profiling is happening over here. You're talking about Bayes' rule and you don't want to talk about both of them together. And then, then, but you want to be mad at me, right? Right. And then you want to say you're educating your kids. That, you, that you're providing education mm-hmm. where an example is across the street in your neighborhood and you don't want to apply it at all because that's too political right and then that, and then and then you want to say that you're one of the higher educational institutions I'm not buying it I'm not buying it we're yeah. asking for something more rigorous than that and oh wait I guess I'm redefining rigor right that yeah mm. we're asking you to actually apply what you're doing to what's happening in the world I apologize for that I guess. Wow. No. Yeah. And so no, the AMS comes up here because we got some people on this letter who say, yeah, this is right. Now it look, if now if the AMS is, and I have to struggle not to say infected. If the AMS is is is, is has these people there who think that math is like this,
2: then how mm-hmm. do you
1: expect me to be like, yo, let me be a part of it?
2: And, like, and how listen, can I be a part of yes, it? Yes.
0: Yes, no, you're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. If, if leadership at AMS are the ones that sign such letters, yes. what hope is there that the organization is actually going to see some direction that it's not what they've always had, right? Here's
1: the, yeah. Here's the other thing I'm going to call in question. I am so tired of big organizations having their members and their leadership sign things and they say, well, that's not reflective of us. Oh right. no, because yeah, they get to be so-
0: no, Eric, <laughs> but they get to be individuals all yes, the time. Yes, that's right. That's right. Okay? that—that's yes. that, the yes. thing. That's the thing. I think this. We're back to white supremacy. Yes. Okay. Certain people in this country get to be individuals while also representatives of an entire community. Absolutely right. Whereas you and I do not get to be that.
1: Not a day. At all. Not one day. Not one day. Not one day. Absolutely. Not one day. And I
0: say that because there's been so many times that you and I have a conversation on this podcast. And the thing that I am adamantly clear of now, even though we've said it multiple times in the episodes, that there are times where you and I in our production meetings, right? Yes. This podcast is a produced podcast. Shout yes. out to John, our tech guy, yes. like audio guy. He he makes this just go flawlessly for us. But when we are in production meeting, we have a discussion about who's going to argue what point.
2: Yes. There
0: yes. are many many times where you and I argue points that are not what we actually hold dear. We're bringing right. perspectives of other people of color in the mathematical sciences. We're we're basically I, I don't know what the right word is, but like we're just bringing these ideas to the surface. Yes. They do not need to be ours. Right. But the point is that then Who gets the angry emails? That's right. Be (laughs) both individuals and hold positions of power at very high levels.
2: Yes. Yes. We're the ones that
0: get that. And so so we've had this discussion also about the possible and negative repercussions of the work that you and I do in the same way that a student might have some negative repercussions if they ask whether they'll get a $50 honorarium for introducing a speaker.
1: Correct their consequences. Yeah. 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 That's right. That's right. Um, But,
0: But why don't they get consequences? Why do no, like why instead do they get to, to play both right yes. play well this is my individual opinion i can take off my you know remove leadership position title yes. from my yes. hat and now sit on this committee and say whatever i want to say like that is hella
1: problematic yes absolutely and you know, and and you just cannot divorce yourself right because you hired this person and you when you hire the person you hire what they believe I mean, I, like you just cannot separate and say that. Oh, well, they just said that, but we we have them in a different capacity. No, that capacity—they're intertwined. The intersection yeah. is non-empty. Like, yeah. like, like that shows up. That, whatever part that, 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 that is signing this letter is the same part that shows up at your committee meetings when they're doing work for you, course. too. Of course. Yeah. No, well, that's, I, I thought that was of obvious. Of course. That's obvious. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah, so, like, and in so, your hiring
0: yeah. and in your hiring yes. and in your, in your award prizes, everywhere. it shows up everywhere.
2: Absolutely.
1: In the Absolutely. way that you
0: treat students, in the way that you advise students.
1: Yes. It shows yes, up everywhere. Yes. So, and I've heard from this leadership. Oh, well, we don't like them, but they're still in mm. here. And again, cowardice, cowardice. Yeah,
0: we, yes. we've talked about it's it.
1: Absolutely, Re- yeah.
0: Rewind no. a few episodes. Ago. That's
1: right. Not okay. It's <laughs> not okay.
0: And so I feel like, you know, somebody once wrote to us, I won't say who, but they said, you know, in, in our in our podcast, we've talked about what is required of leaders, Mm. and moreover for them to actually be effective yes and they thought this person thought that they should believe that change is possible and i'm here yes. again Eris, mm. mm. with hope in my heart
2: yes
1: but
0: with further evidence to the contrary
1: yes no no you, we can only hang on the hope it's not optimism yeah, I mean, because, I mean, we, we have an organization, and again, AMS is not the only one, but we have organizations who, you know, organizations are self-preserving, right? Oh, for I mean, sure. That's, I mean, that's the problem. I mean, that, that, that they are interested in making sure that they stay, you know, alive, right? And so yes. and too often that's at the expense of the pain and suffering of other people. Yeah. Right? And so, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they're not going to do anything. And so then here we are again with, you know, Dr. Chad Topaz saying, you know what, I'm done with this. You know, yeah. I, I'm just done. Like, and I, yeah, absolutely. and I struggle. And let me be clear when I, when, when, when I saw him say this on Twitter, I was like, wow, that's, that's bold. And that's, that's, I, I definitely understand that. Right. And it's like, and I'm not a member of the and I don't think I am. Maybe I am to be on one of these committees back in the day. Two weeks ago. But it's one of these things where, like, you know, it's like, is that is that something I want to do to just be out, right? And mm. I fully understand that, right? But I've said on this show many, many times that the AMS played a, a large role in where I am today and and, and the joint meetings and so forth. And there's also this element of, you know, wanting to continue to fight in the game, right? And, but yeah. do I I don't have to be a member in order to fight in the game, right?
0: That's right. That's right. I mean you don't have to give them your money.
1: Correct. Correct.
0: You don't have to give them your money, right? Yeah. That's that's yeah. part of that's part of what keeps the organization afloat. Yeah. The the thing that I find and maybe let me give some context to to why Chad Topaz is coming up. So first off, Chad Topaz, shout out. He's one of my colleagues oh, here at amazing. Williams. And and you know, just a a small story I I remember when Chad was hired, I think it was the very first day that he moved into his office, and it happened to be across the hall from me. And I, I asked him if he had a minute. I wanted to talk to him, and so he came in, and you know, I said to him, "I was like, you're my last hope mm. that I might be able to survive this place." Wow. And when I say that, no pressure. I, <laughs> I can't. Deme- I mean, this is how messed up things were for me, and yeah. the challenges that I had. That I, I literally looked at this this white man who I met very, very briefly and literally yeah. said to him, You're my saving grace. Like yeah. if 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 things don't change with you here, they're, they're never gonna change. And and this man has just, I, I adore him. You yes. know, I yeah, I yeah. could have entire episodes about all the wonderful things that he does mathematically speaking, for the students, for junior faculty. He is just the epitome of what it means to be a supportive colleague. And and so I thank him for that. Yeah. and one of the challenges that came up recently i mean it's been going on for a while the the ICM right the international congress of mathematicians mathematics is coming to st petersburg russia okay okay and well st petersburg and and russia are not a very supportive place for those who are members of the lgbtq plus community yeah and there, of course, the issues, you know, people will tell you that they're they're quite complicated. And I also sit on the Committee for Human Rights of Mathematicians. So this is a committee okay. that the AMS, is part of AMS. And as part of that committee, before I joined the committee, apparently there had been a discussion with the prior person who was chairing that committee about the implications of AMS Maybe not putting out a letter, or maybe not Mm -hmm. having a statement out, you know, saying that this was not okay, that this this was in fact very dangerous. Yes. For American mathematicians to travel to Russia. Yes. And then possibly end up imprisoned or worse. Yes. And apparently things kind of died down, you know. I guess the waves were made. Okay. It seemed like it just kind of fell off the radar. And in conversation with Chad, Chad had mentioned, you know, do you know of anything that's going on or work that your committee is doing regarding this? And I said, Well, I'm I'm new-ish to the community committee. So at that yeah. point, I didn't have an idea as to what had transpired prior to me joining. Yeah. And one of the things that I then started finding out in the history is that. AMS. I give them credit in the sense that they thought about how they might troubleshoot, right? Like, well, we'll do some training. We'll let people know what they should, you know, do, what they shouldn't do. We'll be ready to help if help is needed. So I think they were very much like, if a problem, happens, yes. we'll get there. Yes. And then I thought, well, that sounds very passive because we're talking about people's lives.
1: Yes. Correct. <laughs>
0: like Correct. This, you know, and again, I don't have all the details. I am not, I was not part of those conversations. You know, you're getting some information, you know, kind of summarized. And so I'm not sure that that's the approach A that they should take and B yeah. be happy with.
2: Yes. 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 Because yes. Yes.
0: Will there be problems? Yes. Yes. Yes, there's going to be problems. And then what? And then what? And then it falls onto the purview of the committee I sit on. We're going to write a letter to try to make sure that their human rights aren't violated. Where where we need leaders who can foresee that this is potentially going to cause pain and harm to individuals in our community. Correct. Or do they just think that those people don't matter? Because well, no. the rest of us can just show up in St. Petersburg and pretend.
1: No, and th- this is exactly the, the life of people on the margins, right? That, that, yeah, that they don't, somehow they don't show up until an incident happens. That's the only time we get to be put in the limelight is when yeah. something bad happens, right? And so, again, here we are with, you know, being passive. You already said it, passive versus active, Are are you going to say something ahead of time and say, we denounce this, we don't believe in this, or are we going to wait until something happens? And by the way, I mean, in thinking about this, I'm just thinking about, again, complicity, right? Yes. Just being, yeah, that you are part of the problem unless you are directly calling it out, saying it ahead of time, being proactive and saying that, yeah, we don't even think this should be happening in this place. But yes. if it is going to happen in a place, here are the structures that we are going to create for people that we want to protect. But Mayor, you know what?
0: I? But but I don't think, I don't, listen. Time and time again, it shows me that whatever gets put in place will be insufficient.
1: Of course it's going to be insufficient.
0: It yes. will be insufficient. So yeah. really, really, the right move here is, in my opinion, yes, is to say we will no, not participate. Yes. We will not participate yes. as an organization. Yes. As an organization, we will not participate because this can be so detrimental
1: to so many. Yes, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Short, well, no, of, that, of, those short of that,
0: I think everything, but I think, yes, I think they still... Short of that, they still need to put safeguards in place because there's going to be people who are AMS members who yes. are going to want to travel anyways. And But that's on them. And But you know what? They should not fucking see. And I'm going to say it right now. They mm. better not show up to this ICM and then get some goddamn AMS swagger. A right. free pen and a brochure. Right. Renew my membership. That's going to make me so angry.
2: Yes. Yes. Like, yes. this
0: is the opportunity. This is the opportunity for you to, like promote the stuff that you do like at this place right here right now
1: yeah
0: right here right now it's like if they showed up to a black lives matter movement and then they were like selling ams t-shirts right
1: yes 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 yeah no and look it it, it's yeah yeah it's just difficult it it is difficult and it shouldn't be difficult it should not be difficult to take a stance as an organization and say right because there are two things right there is you know, we're not going to support this because of what it could do potentially to our members, but also we're not going to support this because this country stands against these things that we believe in, period. Yeah. And not just because yeah. it's going to impact our members, but yeah, we just don't, we're just not going to be down for that, right? So because we have, so, so then the question becomes, can, what are the values and morals of an institution? Can they even have values and morals? Can an institution mm. do that? What Ooh. are the values and morals of the AMS, the MAA? Not, you know, what do you believe in, right? And so when, so it looks like, oh, looks like we need a mission statement audit.
0: Mission statement!
1: That's right. And so they have one, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so maybe we need, need to look at that and, and see where the values and morals are, right? Because right. I guess what we're saying is that whatever's in your mission statement should immediately disqualify you from participating in this event. Right? Yes. Whatever th- th- there should be yes. something in your mission statement should that should immediately say, so that you should be like, you know, I, I see him, we're not doing this. And then they would say, why? And they'd say, go, go read our mission statement. You'll know if you just read our mission statement. Why why we're not showing up, right? And if anybody says, well, wait, why aren't you doing it? Look at the mission statement. It, it should be clear. Just read the mission statement about what we believe in. But if we've got I mean, to dig. And go from page to web page and find out what you believe in, in terms of some of these issues and and dig and dig and dig, right? Then, yeah, then that's a problem.
0: I think, you know, I I was doing some work with a few other mathematicians and the wording that was used was that we need to change the narrative from mathematics to mathematicians,
2: Mm, right? Right. Yeah,
0: and and what occurs to me is I'm reading. So I, I pulled up real quick the AMS main webpage, and in a box sits a statement, and it says supporting yes. supporting thirty thousand individuals and five hundred and thirty institutions worldwide make yes. up the society. Yes. Okay, so the society is us, whoever yes. is paying mem- members and institutions. It says the AMS membership supports the mathematical sciences.
2: That's Mm -hmm. not people.
0: That's Mm -hmm. not people. That's not people. This society is not about supporting people. It is about supporting mathematical sciences Mm -hmm. by providing access to research, professional networking, conferences and events, advocacy, and the connection to a community passionate about mathematics and its relationships to other disciplines in everyday life. So what strikes me here is the word advocacy. You and I, self-describe as advocates. Yes. They're advocating for the math. Mm. The math needs to get done, Aris. Yes. yes, I yes. don't yes. care who gets hurt in the process.
1: Yeah. Mm, that's a serious indictment. Oh, yes. And it's right on the page. No. And so this is good. Yeah. And so this is, yeah, so we've got to do some, you know, unpacking of what, uh, do we mean some of these words that we're saying and advocating for what or for whom. I like this, mathematician versus mathematics. Who is it that we're, tra- who are we advocating for? What are we advocating yeah. for? That is powerful. So
0: some work to do. And I think Chad has shown us a way. You could just break up
1: like with we're your done. professional
0: society. We're
1: done, yeah, yeah.
0: So- gonna we'll Right.
1: And, and that, then that's gonna the thing. Us. That's right. And so and this is what we said on the first show. Burn it down. Move away. Form your own spaces. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So why are we wasting our time? Right. And yep. so this is good. I'm in it on a low note today. Yeah. So I next next time I hope to be back up and say, let's fight. Let's fight. Let's fight. I'm not feeling good. I'm not feeling good about this. Yeah. So. Yeah. At Minority Math. (laughs) At (laughs) Arizona. Yeah. Help me out. I'm just not feeling good right now. And again, contrast this to me, being the bright-eyed 19-year-old going to first joint meetings in San Diego, looking around like, I wish you you could see my face right now. Just like, oh, my Mm -hmm. God, I found my people. And I didn't. I didn't find my people. That's what it feels like. So.
2: Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Work to do.
1: I know. I'm so happy to have been on this space with you again to talk uh, and for the world to hear. Yes, I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. So I, I want you, we got a few, just a couple more things to do this summer. Thankfully together. Yes. I'm excited about that. Uh, <laughs> Projects to complete. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we're going to, we're just going to keep on moving forward next week is the next episode is going to be our last one for the first season. It seems like. That's right. Can you believe that? We before finished We finished the new...
2: season out.
1: Oh my goodness. I don't know how. So we're going to have some retrospectives there and just talk and figure out the lessons learned. And also, I guess this is a chance to let us know at Minority Math on, on Twitter to let us know what you want us to, what were your thoughts and feelings about the first season? Like, what, yes. yeah, what are some highlights for you that you want us to talk about? Send us uh, that via Twitter or mu at minoritymath.org is the email address.
0: Yeah. And, you know, Eris and I, are, are getting better and more active at twitter so definitely yeah. hit us up so yeah. at dpe harris and at eris winger eager to hear what y'all think about a uh, wrap-up our one season in the books for mathematically uncensored
1: absolutely good bad and amazing. ugly tell us anything that would Seriously. be yeah, yeah absolutely we good
0: we're good
1: okay oh, all right it's good to be back in the saddle again You've been listening to Mathematically Uncensored, where I talk is real and complex.
0: But never discreet. Later, people. See ya.